Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Hello, and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast, where we watch Blizzard, and then we talk about it, because that's what a podcast is. You, you, you guys are confusing me. Anyway, I, I'm Matt Rossi. I'm the host, and uh, with me this week are two absolutely fantastic, just amazing, wonderful people. Um, I, I love them, and I'm going to introduce them now. So first up, because I usually introduce Anne first, I'm going to introduce Alex, because that's just switching it up. Alex Zebart, Editor-in-Chief of Blizzard Watch. What's up, Alex? Uh, not much. I'm finally playing lots of WoW again. It's been a while. I've been mostly Heroes of the Storm. And, well, I mean, if the alpha counts as WoW, I've been playing WoW all along. But yes, I've been playing in live servers again. I have a Druid at 100. Lots of Tanan Jungle because I love Tanan Jungle. I don't care how many people hate it. I love it. I love it to death. I could marry it. I think Tanan's pretty fun. I I did so before. I just don't have much reason to go there on my main at the moment. So. Yeah, you you grow out of it eventually, but that's why having an, a new a new level one hundred alt is satisfying. Because even though the garrison is a money sink, Tanan is a blast. Okay, that's cool. You um, weren't you looking for something to drink to turn you into a woman, or was I misunderstanding this? Yeah, I was because I wanted to see something in the dressing room while on my death night. But that's not really relevant right now, is it? <laughs> kind of relevant. You were literally just doing it, and it's in WoW. So uh, okay. Also this week, now that I've introduce Alex and found out what a mistake that was. We'll move to Ann Stickney. Hi, Ann. Hi. I'm just sort of like wondering about the logistics of marrying a jungle and how that works exactly. Alex, uh, explain. Well, I mean, logistics <laughs> and how it works is you just get a priest and you go to the jungle. <laughs> Job done. I'm wondering, like, getting the priest and then explaining to him what he, he or her, what they're doing is kind of... I'd like to marry to this what? plot of land. You'd Look, like to what? This is Azeroth, <laughs> okay. where a dragon wanted to hook up with a well of water. This is and not successfully did anywhere. so actually. So I guess yes. yeah, this probably marrying. A I have legitimately. Ta- I've tapped that legitimately. <laughs> Moving on. I'm sorry, but one of my favorite things still was with Azurgos and the uh, Spirit Healer. Yes. Yeah. We found out that it's not just Caligos. Blue dragons have the strangest taste. It's like, don't you judge us. <laughs> they a just, of... they, they like girls that are hard to get. Very By that I get. mean, they, you have to die to get them, or they have to be magically created by another dragon. I mean, a magical construct, that's just disturbing, because I think any mage in Azeroth could do that. Therefore, it's probably not that hard. Uh, I don't think any mage in Azeroth could do that, because the other heart of it was you need the sun well. Yeah. Yeah. It's not like everybody can just turn the Sunwell into a woman. That's not, that is not average. <laughs> that is not. They don't teach that day one in magic school. That uh, would make Silvermoon RP really weird. It already <laughs> is. It already is, but that would just kick it up another level. Um, yeah, Forget- maybe we should talk about news. <laughs> yes, please. I was really looking forward to explaining how my character has two scars over each eye. Uh, anyway, um, 
as is usually the case, these are the top stories of the day, and we're going to talk about them now. Um, one of the th- I just let's just go right to it. The big news today was the dev chat where um, Ian Hezekostas talked about all things Legion, uh, and, and and like I said, it, it's it's pretty big because they covered a lot of ground. Uh, either of you have something that jumps out at you, or do you want me to start? It's like he was talking to me. Okay, then you should start. It's like he was talking to me and addressing everything that I've been saying for the past, I don't know how long, because, let's see, the important points to me that really stood out was that he said that story was an important thing that they want to emphasize more in Legion, because they felt like they fell short in Warlords, which you and I have discussed that how often. And then he also said that there's... The, the leveling experience is kind of broken. And how long have we been talking about that, guys? Since like, we started the leveling since stream. Since we started the leveling stream. Yeah. <laughs> so it's, I, it was nice to just actually see somebody come out and say it and address it. It was just sigh of relief, breath of fresh air. Love you, Ian Hazagostas, for saying it. Yeah. And well, I, th- I think he was one of the points he made too. That was a good point. Was that they? It started off with good intentions. Yeah, they, they were trying to get people caught up. Like as we went from wrath to to kata to mists, they were trying to make it easier for people to get caught up with their friends so they could play with their friends. But then they put in the uh, the, the level boost with warlords, and with the level boost, and now Legion has one as well. When you pick up the game, you can start immediately at the level your friends will be, and as a result. All that stuff they put in to catch people up doesn't necessarily as necessary anymore. It doesn't really apply, and you can't really enjoy yourself when you're leveling low level. Um, And I liked what he said about how he felt like it should be a good game, just a good game at level 27 as it is at level 100. Um, Because right now, it's seriously messed up. So I'm glad that they're looking at it. And they're going to address that. I don't know what they're going to do just yet. He didn't have any solid plans, but he, he was talking about it was something that they were definitely going to be addressing. So I'm, I'm really happy about that. And if that involves implementing that whole Legion um, zone scaling system in there somehow, hey, that would also be an excellent idea. I'm all for that. Yeah, I'm... Um... I have mixed feelings about that system being applied to the whole world. If they did it, I don't think I would care. Like, I wouldn't put up a fight. But at the same time, it's also kind of nice to not have to worry when you go to older zones. Well, no, he, he specifically said it would just increase the range. They wouldn't make it so that every zone went scaled up to 100. No, fair enough. It would, it would just be like, instead of, the, you know, the zone will scale like a wider range of, of levels. Instead of going 1 to 10, that's your zone. It'd be like 1 to 25, and that's your zone, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. You could, yeah or you could go to a zone, like, you know, you can go to a zone right now that, you know... One of the things that we pointed out when we did it is that it's really weird when you go to the Western Plague Lands and the Eastern Plague Lands because you, by the time you are done with those zones, if you try and do the whole zone, which we didn't even do, we, we, we left the Plague Lands before we were even done and we, we out-leveled it before we... Which we was probably through. an excellent idea because we spent most of that zone arguing anyway, so, you yeah, know. <laughs> we, it, it would have come to blows, but still, the, the zone was like, we were already getting we were getting quests were going green and we were heading towards gray quests and we weren't even half done like we or, took off before we even did the whole paladin palace thing yeah or i so. suppose they could just um use the level range of the expansion it belongs like the old world is just one through 60 bottom line yeah. and then cataclysm is i don't remember what levels cataclysm is eight uh bc is 60 to 70 uh Wrath cataclysm is... is 80 to 85 Oh, yeah, there was just at five levels. Yep. And then Pandaria was 85 to 90. Yeah. And then Which we jumped back the into the. Felt, yeah. We jumped back into that whole 10 level boost thing once we hit Warlords. It's which actually one of feels think, better. Yeah. The leveling stream feels weird because we're in Pandaria now. And we're like in our. Like like you said, we're all 89, but we started it at 85. And it felt really weird and disjointed to, to go from Kata to Mist the way we did. It does feel like we just got there. Yeah, and we did just done. get there. We and did we're like on our way out. we did like what? We didn't even do half of Jade Forest, and we did a little bit of Kun Lai, and we did some dungeons, and we're almost level ninety. 90. I'm yeah. kind of sad our leveling stream characters don't get farms. Yeah, I know. We didn't even go there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, technically, nothing's stopping you from going down and doing it, but yeah, it it is weird. It leveling, especially in Kata and Mists, felt the strangest of them all. 
Yeah. But then they all feel kind of strange. So yeah, definitely it would be nice to see some adjustments made there. Uh, okay, Alex, anything jumping out at you? Beta Thursday? Yeah. Did we not mention that thing. yet? You did not that's mention that yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, yes, beta is this Thursday. The, the alpha is shutting down today and the beta will be up Thursday. Yeah. So I think they're just taking realms down for like a day or two and handing out it. Like, I mean, they didn't give a number of beta invites, but apparently it's going to be a huge number of beta invites, whatever that means. And the gates open Thursday afternoon. Uh, we're talking, we've been talking about our leveling stream a lot. I think beta is going to open up again while we're streaming. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a, there is a character in progress wipe. So if you have level 110 on the alpha, like I do, uh, it's gone. Oh, yeah. well, goodbye. All that oodle fisk yeah. fjar- farming, farming, all that. Oodle fisk yes. farming. Oodle fisk I can't farming. even say it wrong when I try. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, all that farming of that fish and subsequently coughing it up in the dollar on well, it's all going bye-bye. We're it's going expected. to have to do it all over again, Alex. We should. That's fine. It, it is expected. The Warlords beta, they seem, it seems like they wiped characters every couple of weeks. And yeah, the Warlords beta the... saw a lot of wiping. Yeah. Uh, maybe now that Legion is in beta, they'll do a lot more wiping. But throughout the alpha, there were no wipes, I can recall, which was a Even... surprise. Even when they would say that in this build you should start a new character, they didn't wipe the character. You should, yet. but we're not going to wipe your existing characters. There won't be a character copy open from the onset, unfortunately, so character copy is still disabled. But it's beta. Yeah. As yeah. opposed to alpha, which is um, and nice. Now that it's in beta, I'll feel a lot more comfortable. Because um, when we're getting towards the end of the alpha, you kind of got that feeling we're going to go to beta because all of the specs were available now. You know, all of the class campaigns, most of them were available. It's like, okay, it seems like they're getting ready for beta. So you don't want to invest too much in that alpha character because you figure they're going to wipe. But now that it's in beta, I'll feel more comfortable really investing in that character and really doing endgame stuff and seeing what it's all about beyond like trying something once or twice. Yeah. So I'm I still think that. we need to do another late night fishing stream. Because I'm going to have to get back up to, you know, from nothing to that. How many fish did it take? It took quite a lot of fish. A bajillion. Yeah. It's okay, though. I mean, we had fun doing it. So I wouldn't be adverse to doing it again and getting my fishing back up. Because fishing is such an important profession. It really is. You you cannot survive without fishing. Yeah, you have to have it. Really. (laughs) I refuse. It's It's more important than gear. I'm I gotta not, get my herbalism up again too because not leveling fishing. I'm gonna be not happening. I'm gonna be real sad, real sad if I can't like get my fjarns goggle. So I'm gonna have to pick that up again too. But yeah, professions are all in there. I think uh, order hall campaigns are in. Is it every class? I don't know if every class is, is I don't, in. No, yet. warriors got theirs. I know warriors got theirs in the most recent build. Yeah. Uh, so a few um, others did, like four or five did. Yeah, and I think there's still a couple of classes that are missing their order hall campaigns, but it doesn't matter because those will get implemented over time anyway. So, yeah, yeah it's it's looking a lot more solid now, and everything's going to be unlocked. I don't think they're going to lock anything or gate anything weirdly. Well, they yeah. said um, the cinematics are Aren't not going, in, going yeah. to be in until no. it's live. Yeah, they won't be in until it's live, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I'm okay with that. I'm fine with it, but I'm also a little disappointed. I will admit that I'm. I get. I don't have a problem with them not putting it in, but I wanted to see them. I, I yeah. Know, I, I love seeing them, but I will wait for them. I'm okay with waiting well, for them. Here's the reason why: because every so often, instead of just saying cinematic goes here, it's something like really awesome cinematic happens now. They're like, oh, I wanted to see the really awesome cinematic. That's kind of not cool that you told me the cinematic. There's a big <laughs> thing that's going to go right here, but you can't see it yet. But you will when, eventually. When you're, when you're playing, and that placeholder text is there. You know what happened anyway. If there's a corpse on the ground, that person died. No, no, I know that. I just want to see it. I want to see the really awesome thing. That's why, I mean, I mean the opposite. It doesn't make sense to me that they would not have that in the beta, even though you see the outcome of it anyway. I think they just don't want people to like actually put them up on YouTube early is what I think it is. Because that's what happened every other time. Like even going back as far as I can, going back far enough to the Wrathgate. Yeah, Yeah, Wrathgate. So going back that far, you know, uh, for me, um, one of the things I was I was interested in was their talk of how mythic dungeons are going to work, uh, the, the way they're going to you know, they flat out admitted. Yeah, it's kind of like Diablo. We were playing a lot of Reaper of Souls. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's got similarities to uh, 
to greater rifts. The whole so mythic plus thing that's going yeah. on. And one of the things they mentioned was the affixes for the dungeons are going to be, they're not just going to be mobs do more damage type stuff. There's, there's, there's going to be one called skittish, which, you know, made my heart stop. Uh, the skittish affix, it means that threat, your, your tank's threat generation is greatly reduced. So you have to like actually like let the tank work and they, help they, out. Yeah, they described it as a trip back to the days of waiting for three Sunders. <laughs> yeah, which even though Sunders sounds don't exist fascinating anymore. to me. Uh, I mean, you're already in that mindset, though. I don't think you've ever gotten out of that mindset, no, Rossi. No. <laughs> no. I was traumatized and I never healed. You're very careful when you, when you tank. You're very careful about pulls, and you're very systematic about how you do things. And that's just because you kind yeah. of you you were you started playing where that was absolutely yeah. necessary that's and something thing. you needed to do, and you've just carried that on. You know, I think that's why I'm not tremendously nostalgic. Like I'm not a big legacy service guy because <laughs> you I never actually how horrifying. Stopped. I never stopped playing that way. That's how I play. Like everyone else tanks in the modern sense and I can still tank just fine, but it's like I'm tanking and in the back of my head, I think we were talking about it in the arc way is that I know how to do a corner pull. Yeah. Corner pull is like a lost yeah, arc. Way is what I was thinking about. Cause the last time we did arc way, it was very, we were very systematic about it. Like, okay, I'm going to call them around the corner. Everybody get around the corner. I'm going to pull. <laughs> like I could almost hear Alex going, why and i'm like no i'm doing it <laughs> well it was on that specific pull because it was the worms who target yeah. the ground so we could have done it your way where we go around the corner or we could have done it my way where it's move out of the crap <laughs> yeah I, I know full well i'm too i'm too uh he was just erring on the side of caution is all yeah. i'm too habituated to people not getting out of crap is what right it's, it's just I, I so yeah that that years of LFR and yeah. Dungeon I, Finder I, will do that to you. I generally give people a chance to prove they can't do something before I. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm too programmed to just skip right to all right. No one's gonna do this, so we'll just do it this way. But I, I did like the idea that it'll the affixes will change gameplay, not just make things hit harder, but actually change the way you need to approach it. Like you know you need to focus fire or you need to whittle them down. Uh, there was like uh, there's one affix where it makes them explode, and then when they explode, they buff the people around them. So, so you have to be very careful about pulling them apart. Um, one of them he mentioned teaming in particular that has like trash pulls have additional mobs in them. There's lots more trash. Um, so yeah, it's like challenge modes but extra. And one of the things you also mentioned too is it doesn't reset all the way. Like it resets but it doesn't reset all the way to like one and you start over again. I, I missed the whole reset thing. Like why, why would it reset? Is it like a, you can see as far as you get in a season. Is that how it works? It was actually weekly weekly. Okay. I wasn't hundred percent on that one myself to be completely honest. Uh, but I like that. It doesn't reset all the way that it resets down to a percentage. So you can, you do do make progress, but you do have to like keep going to keep the progress, uh, which I thought was nice. It keeps dungeons a viable thing to be doing, which is like beyond challenge modes even. Because challenge modes, I mean, you get to the point where you get gold and everything. And then it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm done with this. You know, there's not really much impetus other than, oh, maybe being top on the leaderboards. But even then, that's not much of an impetus. Whereas this, it's like, it's fresh. It's changing. It's changing all the time. So there's always a reason to go do it because it's always going to be something different to do, which I honestly, if they were going to borrow anything from Diablo, I'm glad they borrowed that. That's a good idea. Yeah, it's um, it makes me like I like the sound of it. It sounds really cool, but I also don't like the sound of it because it means I have to put in the effort to find a guild again to do them because this doesn't sound like something you're going to pug. It's something you're going to want a group Honestly, of friends to do with. I almost, I almost wonder if, you know, once we're done with le- with leveling in Legion, if we should start streaming those because we'll have a five-man group and that would be a situation. I, I propose just... this and I think Liz made a frowny face. I think that would be... Um... We we definitely have to see. I think that might be a concern with our group in particular because I I think in, with what we do we work well together. But I think we also have like varying levels of casualness. Oh yeah. In that um, there's probably a couple of us who would be like, yeah, let's do it hardcore. And there's a couple of us who are like, I just want to kill rats. <laughs> I don't know. And right now we're all just killing rats, and that's fine. You know, we'll see. Mm. 
But anyway, if we were going to do that, though, I'd want to do that not on a hunter. I'd actually (laughs) want to do that like either on a rogue or a shaman because those are my two classes of choice. Well, we can probably cross realm it so we can use any of our characters. Yeah. Yeah. But definitely, at least for me, one of the things that I, I think I've been saying, and I know I said it when Warlords came out and we were proved so wrong. Uh, but I, I, one of the things I've always wanted them to do is get a more emphasis on the small group content and to make it viable as a yeah. progression path. Uh, and I, I, you know, I'm not anti-rating. I rated for years. I love rating. Uh, it's kind of harder for me to do now. I think that's one of the problems is your life changes and you can't invest the time. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we're, we're all older than we were when we were doing this hardcore rating. And I'm I, don't, sure... I don't know if I'm going to go back to rating in Legion or not. I don't think I am because while I've been kind of bored with Warlords of Draenor because Endgame really didn't have a whole lot outside of rating to do to like keep me occupied and invested at the same time, it was sort of nice having all that free time to do other stuff. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like um, When I quit rating what struck me the most is I have time to do whatever I want. I have time to do anything. I can use that time to play WoW or play a different game or go see a movie or watch TV or sleep. <laughs> you know, any Sleeping is great. I really like that one. <laughs> so I, I really, I, I, since I quit writing, I've never felt a compulsion to go back to it. I'll do LFR to like see stuff just to experience the content and see what it looks like and maybe get some loot out of there. I don't know, but dedicating a schedule to it not my bag yeah, anymore. it really is it really is the scheduling that for me um and also the fact that quite frankly i can't see so that's a problem uh, if i if i screw up and miss something and kill you for yeah whatever but if i if i made a grade wipe i'd feel bad so that is a problem for me that's that's a reason I. it doesn't probably... matter if you kill the four of us because we kill each other fairly often anyway in dungeons you kill me not <laughs> It's just Everybody revenge. It's revenge for if letting you die. If I had a way to kill Mitch on demand, I would do it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> We're effectively Is Mitch in the chat channel? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll definitely have to play that for him later. Just re- During the leveling stream, we'll play a recording of Alex saying that. If I can kill Mitch, I'd do it all the time. <laughs> Said it as his ringtone. Make it a sound bite. <laughs> Yeah. I mean a soundboard of Alex saying he wants to kill me. <laughs> oh god. Anyway, so I I guess that's you know there was more. I mean they talked about transmog a little bit, which you know we've we've covered in the past. We we know basically what that is. They talked about how the beta will be basically be starting. It, it's going to not do it. The the alpha started kind of after everything had happened. Like the alpha you started, everything's already gone to to the broken the isle. The starting experience thing was not there at the onset of alpha. Yeah, and it's been going through iterations. I tried doing it um, Horde side before they shut down the alpha, and uh, instead of getting to do it, I ended up drowning all of my characters. <laughs> oh, dear. I didn't get I a chance to hop in and do it, so I'm hoping that that's probably going to be one of my first things I do with beta sank, is the Horde character. I sank three Torin, uh, four Orcs, and uh, a couple of Blood Elves to the bottom of Davy Jones's locker. <laughs> before they put in the patch where you just jump forward and get teleported back to the boat. I was just killing all my horde characters. They were all just drowning. <laughs> the best part is when you try and like I'm trying desperately to find the water strider mount the first time. And <laughs> getting on the water strider and running really fast and nope, you don't get out of fatigue and time dies. So yeah, that that was that was not a great introduction to the the horde uh starting experience. Well it was sort of also- like when Alex summoned us only it didn't summon us it just yeah. dropped us in the middle of the ocean yeah it dropped you directly <laughs> under dalaran it yeah dalaran, dalaran didn't catch you you just went right through yeah. it, and it well it water. seems uh i don't hopefully they'll fix it eventually but it doesn't seem like anywhere in the broken isles has like coordinates associated with it for summoning so no matter where i tried to summon you guys in the broken isles whether it was dalaran or azuna or whatever summoning you put you in the middle of the ocean yeah, I'll be like happy the if they fix that boss location. in the Arcway because that whole using the demonic portal and getting taking it to Dalaran, that was bizarre. That was very strange. Yeah, that was that was one of the ones like I'm. I, it didn't affect me. Like I didn't have it happen to me, but I like watched. Didn't it like throw Anne and Mitch to Dalaran? Yeah, um, it was the demonic portal that Warlocks put down, and I put it down because one of the I got spells stuck the in the corner was getting us stuck in walls. But I got stuck in the walls. Like, what if I use my demonic gateway? Will it get me out of the wall? And it did. 
So I tried to give everybody else a demonic gateway. And it Liz, took me to Dalaran, and then and it took Liz there. to her class yeah. hall. So it, was it sending people to their hearth locations? I maybe. think so, maybe. If Liz had her hearth set for the glass hall. I mean, mine was set for Dalaran, and it sent me to where I had my hearthstone bound, which was underneath Dalaran down in the Circle Wills, because it's cooler down there. Me and All the Rossi, cool kids buying their hearthstones down there. It worked properly for us. Like, the Demonic yeah. Gateway acted like it should. But for you and... Liz and Mitch, you all got teleported out of the dungeon for reasons unknown. So, yeah, it's alpha. These things happen. But at the same time, it's pretty hilarious. Yeah. Let's just that hope was... that these are fixed when beta rolls around on Thursday. So, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. just funny because we're, we're trying to do a boss and people are getting teleported out of the dungeon in the middle of the boss fight. But uh, um, I guess that's pretty much it for the, the dev. I mean, he talked about some other stuff, but nothing nothing else that was really new. Yeah. I mean, the... um. The beta date was the really big announcement. I, I think it's it was one of those chats where it's probably useful for the broader World of Warcraft audience who doesn't follow everything super closely. But they kind of mm -hmm. went over news that we've already covered. Yeah, but and, for and us a little bit. And and the audience that reads us and listens to us all the time, it's, it's old. Like well, there are world quests. Well, we knew that, but maybe the re the general population didn't. So I think it's probably useful for that general population, but for the I people still, who actually read these fan sites, they know it already. Yeah, I still really appreciated, though, what he said as far as the story goes and as far as how they're approaching story in Legion. And that makes me a lot more optimistic about the expansion as a whole because Warlords kind of let me down in a big yeah. way. And I had such high expectations for that one. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually thought, like I said before, I thought Warlords was fine up until you actually tried doing stuff at max level. Right, and right. And, worst, and from every was, indication on the beta, it was yeah. going to be fantastic because the you could only get to max level on the beta. There wasn't any indication. You don't, you don't beta test endgame. And you don't know what their release schedules would be like. Yeah, you don't you don't know any of that when you're beta testing. So all you're beta testing is that leveling experience. And it was so good that I figured Endgame would just be an extension of that. And it was not. But that's okay. Yeah. Legion's looking the, a lot better. I'm excited. One of, one of the things I really hope Legion does is has a better release schedule. Like, you know, I'm not saying it has to have the Mists of Pandaria release schedule, which was nuts. I mean, the, the, until until the last patch of of of, uh, of the expansion, Miss was dropping patches like crazy. Yeah, like, and big was... patches, like patches full yeah. of stuff, all so kinds I'm of not, good stuff to do. I'm not I'm not expecting it to hit that level. Like, quite frankly, if I was going to talk about expansions that did patches reasonably well, Miss would be up there. Uh, but in terms of it, Legion, I hope Legion can at least hit two or three good solid patches and a couple of a couple of lesser patches. Like you know. I'm okay with there being a patch that basically says, here's a cute toy, like in the case of the selfie camera patch. Yeah. That's fine, but I'd like to have a couple patches that do other things. Yeah. And you know what? I think... Go ahead. I'm okay with the expansion lasting longer than a year, as long as that longer than a year has has significant content paced throughout it, and there isn't that year-long stretch of nothing between it and the following expansion. We've now had, I think, close to three times. Yeah. yeah, and I just, I don't know. I, I think that selfie camera patch wouldn't have gotten such a bad rep if the rest of the expansion hadn't dropped the ball. Yeah, yeah. If, they had, if they had great content that came out after that and supported it a little longer and Warlords had like played out properly, uh, nobody would have made a big deal out of the selfie camera, except, unless, except for the people that are like, I don't like selfies. Well, I, yeah. I, I like the selfie camera. I like that oh. it was added. I don't use it really at all and don't care about it at all, but that's not the point. The it point makes is for it's, some amusing screenshots. <laughs> it's, it's it's content for some people. It's a cool toy that some people are going to like. But more importantly, had it like basically if there was like, say, a, a dungeon or raid patch before it and after it, then no one would have cared. Right. No, absolutely and, not. The thing is, is like, I don't really the selfie camera. Was it fun? Yes. I enjoyed it immensely, and I still use it to this day. Do I consider that content? Not really, because it's uh, just it's a toy. thing you use to take screenshots. It's not really what I would call. Pepe's you know. really neat. Like Pepe's really cute, but nevertheless, it is not an excuse to not give me anything else to do. <laughs> right. So yeah, that's that's one of the things I would say. I'm ho it, it seems I'm hopeful 
that that's where they're going. And uh, once Legion is beta, I really think you should get a character to 110 and check out world questing. Yes. Um, I Okay, at the state it was in when they first implemented world quest, which is not finished by any means. It's just, that's just when I did it when it first went in. I didn't feel like there was that much more story than what we had in Warlords. Um, there's usually like a line of text that maybe gave some context, but I didn't feel like it was storytelling. Um, so I'd be interested to see what your opinion is on it. So you should get to 110. When it's, we hit it's in the in the works and being planned. I mean, I don't want to leave that content alone. Um, speaking of betas, yeah, we should probably talk about the Overwatch open beta, which just ended. It's that gone. It was extended a couple days to get to here, and then they closed it. Yeah, it's it was gone. Supposed to end, it was supposed to end on the 9th, and they were like, eh, have another day. So it went down earlier today. Yeah. Um, I think I've run into a few different people who have been very confused about the open beta. Um, There have been people who thought the game was launching today after the open beta ended. No, it's the 24th, guys. That's when it comes (laughs) out. Uh, 14 days. It's not like um, Hearthstone or Heroes where they're like, okay, beta's over. Game's live now. Yeah. Heroes in particular, like for it was like in beta forever. And everyone was like, this game's done. Why is it not released? Yeah. Uh, with, with this particular one, they're going to take the next couple of weeks and deal with what the beta has shown them. Yeah, um, they're basically going to take all that data that they grabbed from all the people piling in for the open beta and all the people piling in on console and all the people, you know, they're going to take all of that, look at it, apply it, make fixes and adjustments where they need to, and then it'll all be ready to go. I played it actually on my uh, Xbox yeah. And um, my first thoughts are, quite frankly, that I, I was correct in knowing that I'm going to be a terrible, terrible, terrible Overwatch player. I am I am very bad at this. But the other thing was I was doing the, the bit where they have you play Soldier 76 and run around learning how to play the game. Yep. And uh, there's a point where you use your biotic grenade type thing to heal yourself. And my wife's like, biotic grenades? What is this, Mass Effect? <laughs> and uh, I was like... <laughs> Laughing pretty hard at Soldier 76 effectively being Shepard, because, you know, he kind of is. Soldier 76 is the shooty man. Yeah, he's the generic shooter guy. Yeah. Pew pew! Which is fine. I, I love his goofy jacket, though. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's got a ridiculous jacket, and it's fine. Uh, but one of the things I noticed about the, the beta in particular is that it, it's very... It, it's deceptive, in that it feels extremely polished, and you don't... It doesn't feel... I, I have a hard time thinking what they're going to do for the next two weeks. Well, are they, they going to do stuff? But one thing tuned. they talked about was um, the competitive play mode. They actually de- deactivated it during the open beta. Mm-hmm. Um, they were implemented it fairly late in test closed beta. Like, okay, competitive mode is in and people weren't really happy with it in the beta. And Blizzard very quickly decided, okay, we're going to turn it off. It's not going to be there at launch anymore. We're going to release it better later. So, uh, I mean, I guess Which testing okay is with. It's I'm still okay revealing with. issues like that. Maybe game balance is fine now, but there are still features that could use work. Well, yeah. I, I can't speak to it, but a lot of people are complaining about Bastion. Bastion oh. is oh my a difficult character. Because if you're brand new to the game and you go up against Bastion, you have no idea what to do. He is the noob killer. He just is. You don't know how to deal with it. But then what happens is once people learn how to deal with bastion he quickly becomes one of the least effective heroes in the game uh people who are playing the game at a high level just don't use bastion they just don't but when it's a bunch of noobs killing a bunch of other noobs bastion is unstoppable so that's probably going to be where the balance changes happen yeah, um, the problem being mean... a noob killer it's kind of irrelevant but if he isn't being used at all at max level because or not max level at high level play just because you learn how to deal with him so effectively that's probably something to look at. Yeah. I mean, they'll probably end up making him slightly less of a noob killer to make him more of a threat to people who know how to beat him. Yeah. But I, I just thought Helpful I noticed tip. the complex. Hanzo, yeah. Widowmaker, Genji. All three of these guys are really good against Bastion. When I was doing really well as Bastion, I had a Tracer who just figured out how to get behind me all the time. And Tracer just put stick a bomb on my back and I would be dead. Yeah, Tracer Tracer can also be pretty effective, but um, Widowmaker and Hanzo in particular, I mean, they can snipe from a distance and make really quick work of Bastion, particularly if he's in turret mode and not paying attention yeah, to I the fact that he's being sniped, you know. 
in any character that can like displace him or somebody in chat just mentioned Roadhog. Hook him as Roadhog. Yeah. So there are ways to deal with him. Just when you're brand new to the game, you don't know what those ways are. But it is funny seeing all of the people who are playing in open beta raging about Bastion because the people who got in the closed beta went through that. We're raging about Bastion. (laughs) (laughs) They got over it. It's been the same cycle. You get new players in, the new players complain about Bastion, and then they get they they. Somebody on my Twitter feed said that Bastion is basically like um, your first raid boss in World of Warcraft. Like, once you figure out how to beat Bastion, then you've actually, like, mastered the game. And I'm yeah, like, so- yeah, he is kind of like a raid boss. Because once you kill him once and figure out how to do it, he's on farm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's just how he works. Yeah, it's, it's just such a, a fascinating thing to see that a bunch of new players, Bastion is unstoppable. You look at people who've been playing it for a while, nobody's playing him because he's bad. Not I like bad, playing but him. Not as helpful as others. Yeah, he's not quite as helpful, but I do like playing him. I mean, I like his abilities. I enjoy playing him. I think he's kind of fun. Plus, you know, beep boop robot. And and people are starting. I've noticed recently people are starting to discover how powerful May is. Yes, May is so much fun too. Everybody, I very rarely early in the beta, very rarely saw anybody playing her. Nobody really thought much of her. Nobody wanted to play her. She seemed kind of boring. And then people started to figure out how good she is. And now she's uh, she's probably one of the most dangerous heroes in the game as far as, you know, how she's viewed by other players. I picked her up shortly after she was introduced and just, like, played with her abilities a little bit. And then I just started incorporating... Because most, most, most of the heroes that I really like are the tank heroes. Like, I really love Reinhardt, really love Winston. And then um, I like Bastion. He's, like, a turret character, but still... Um, and then May, I picked up May and I started incorporating her into that whole rotation because yeah. she's super useful <laughs> and she's a pain in the butt if you play her right. So, yeah, I like May. Alrighty. Um, I, last thing I think I'll mention before we go on to emails, and uh, we went into a little bit more than we usually do on the, one, on the dev story, so we may have less emails, but... Uh, the Warcraft movie got some press screenings this week. Since none of us live in a place where they're having press screenings, we didn't get to go. I'm in the Not mountains. I'm bitter and sad. Yeah. I, I, I live. In, I live in a land of fire, apparently. So yeah, I'm currently. I'm you know, hands in the storm peaks, and I'm in Flameland. I uh, live in the largest middle of nowhere small town in America. Yeah. Well, Population live... 600,000. Nobody cares. Nothing happens here. There's no screenings. But, <laughs> but cities half the size of Milwaukee, oh, they have 10 screenings because we love <laughs> Cleveland or whatever the hell. I'm surprised they didn't have a screening in Chicago, to be honest, which you could have probably tried to get to at least. Yeah. But yeah, no, nothing, for, uh, nothing for us in Edmonton. See, this is why sometimes I wish Bioware had a hugely successful MMO I could be covering. Because, you know, I could just go, I could walk down the street and be like, hey, guys, where's my ticket? But Blizzard is in Irvine, so no, no not going not gonna to get a ticket for that. So, But people so far seem to have said good things about it, the people who've seen it. Um, so there, there's that. I just thought I should mention it. And we, we now know exactly how the, uh, the transmog items work. I believe we've we've had since had a announcement on how that works. Do we? Did I miss it? Yeah, um, I believe you just it's going to be for two weeks, like the two months after the movie starts. You log in a WoW and you, you get log them. in and you get them. Oh, you just log in. You just yep. log in and you get them. Did we post yeah. this? If not, why not? I'm pretty sure we posted this since I got it from us. Seriously? <laughs> yes. Where was I? <laughs> I don't know. I was reading our site. You know that thing that that thing I do from time to time is read the site where we were. <laughs> How did I miss this? I don't know how you missed it, Alex. But yes, that's all you do. You just log in and you get them in your mail. Easy enough. Last week on Blizzard Watch, you even covered it's in the last week thing that you wrote, um, Alex. Really? Yeah. Oh. So, yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Fair enough. But yeah, so that's that's it. You log on your Horde and Alliance characters and you'll get the various transmog items. Yeah, there's achievement. Easy. There's an achievement you get, and there's items that you get, which is actually pretty cool. I like yeah. it. I'm glad. It means it that you don't. Like if you play the game already, you don't have to go see the movie to get the good stuff. Yeah, but, that's uh, what I, I kind of expected that it would be something like only get it if you go see it at this particular chain of theaters. But then 
after it was out of theaters, they would just give it out. That's that's how I expected it to play out, but I'm glad that that's not the case. All I know is that that's a really nice sword shield combination. It is. Uh, really good looking transmog items. The Horde Axe is actually kind of meh. There's plenty of Horde Axes out there. If you don't have an axe you like already, I guess this one might work for you, but I really feel like, you know, the, the staff is. The staff is cool, though. The axe is interesting to me because as soon as I saw the model, before I knew what it was for, I just saw the axe model. I was like, that looks like a Frostwolf axe. Yes. So it's recognizable as what it is, but at the same time, it's kind of boring. The thing about that axe is it actually looks an awful lot like the uh, axe that dropped in 25-man Naxxramas, the uh, be- the Betrayer of Humanity, and uh, it's just a one-hand version. You're it right. Looks- it does look a little bit like that, doesn't it? It's got the same like edging to the axe. Yeah. So that's uh, as a transmog junkie, you knew the second I saw it, my brain started going do 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 do. Oh, this axe. Okay. <laughs> Go through the catalog of everything. But it is, it's, it's a perfectly serviceable axe. It's just that, in my opinion, it's, there's nothing tremendously special about it. Now, the, the staff, however, is like, yeah, that staff ain't kidding. That, that I, I, think there, I think there are going to be people who use that axe in Transpog. Yeah, there there sure. are a lot of people who like simplicity. And when they look at like new tier sets, they're like, I wish this wasn't so complex. I wish there weren't so many bits and bobs. And I think that kind of axe is going to be really valuable for Transmog for those people who like simpler things. It's detailed matter, and match... it's pretty, but it's it's a simple kind of pretty. I like it, that. It very much matches, like, if you're a Horde guy who's putting together, like, a, a Horde set. Like, you know, I want to look like a Horde warrior. Boom. This axe will work for you. Yes. But the staff, man, that staff is amazing. Um, why don't we do some emails uh, at this point? I'm going to ask you guys to remember podcast at blizzardwatch.com. We love to get emails on any subject. They can be lore emails. Uh, they can be, you know, game mechanic emails. They can be, this has always bothered me emails. They can be about any game uh, that Blizzard does. They can't be about any game. Your huge rant about Uno and how unbalanced Uno is, that unfortunately we won't have much to do with that. But any Blizzard game, and if Blizzard ever does, you know, Blizzard Uno, then, you know, it's fair game at that point. Uh, more happy it- to talk about is it hmm? pronounced you know? I always pronounce it you know. I, it I don't know. Uno. Perhaps. And how do you pronounce this game? Uno. Uno. Okay. Okay. At any rate, now that, now that we, <laughs> Alex has managed to prove me a liar, and we are talking about that. Well, it took me a second to figure out what game you were talking about, is why I asked. I was highly confused. Wow. I thought That's you were just alluding that. to something. Nope. <laughs> but yes, anyway, first email, Anne. Uh, first email is from. Chukanu, Chukanu, something like that. Female Pandaren Hunter, who says, Greeting wa- Greetings, watchers. I was thumbing through some lore sites and came across a conundrum. If Aragal the Arch- Archmage was able to summon Morgan into physical Azeroth, does this mean he penetrated the Emerald Dream? Other than Yogg-Saron, has anyone else penetrated the Emerald Dream without the aid of the Dragonflight or Druids? Actually, they said Zog-Saron, so... I'm thinking maybe they meant Nizoth because Nizoth was the one that was involved with the Emerald Dream. But anyway, they want to know if anybody else has penetrated the Emerald Dream without the aid of the Dragonflight or the Druids. And Rossi, I'm going to hand it over to you. Because well, it's lore. Obviously, Arugal has. Um, in terms of whether or not anybody else has done so without the aid of Dragonflight or Druids, uh, I get the sense that the Titans constructs, the Titanforged, did. Because at least... Um, Freya is considered to have shaped the Emerald Dream, and she's the one that imbued the power to reach it to Ysera in the first place. So the Titanforged have some ability to monkey around with it, and obviously they they can tap into it. Do you think you maybe fight... that since Aragal is obviously, he's a human, which means that he's uh-huh. descended from the Vrykul, who are Titanforged, that has something that to been... do with the fact that he could get into it? It certainly could make an interesting uh, KYL at some point. Yeah. I had hadn't actually thought of it until that moment. Well, and the Worgen themselves were humans. They were mm-hmm. descended from Titan Forge, and they were able to, like... Although, the ones that he pulled through weren't. They were Night Elves. That's true. But, that's actually... One of the things about the entire Emerald Dream, and has anyone else reached it, is we actually know that the people of Gilneas were tapping into the uh, Emerald Dream in a limited fashion. They didn't have druids, but they had the old religion that allowed them to use certain nature spells, and it was like a precursor to druids. The Harvest so, Witches. Celestine yeah. of the Harvest. So that's actually something that's always interested me, because we have those portals. Um, there's four of them. Uh, there's one up in 
I can't remember the name of the place. It's 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 in the uh, hinterlands, but I can't remember the name of the actual place. But just north of the hinterlands, there's one portal. There's another portal down in Duskwood, inside that like bowl-like mountainous region. There's a portal in Feralos, and there's a portal up in. Uh, I believe the portal's actually in Ashenvale. It's in it's Ashenvale. Very... It's just on the yeah, border it's... between Ashenvale and Ashara, which isn't actually a border anymore. Can you cross now? Is there still a bridge that'll let you yeah, get? The bridge is still there. There's even still an encampment there. Okay. It's just, it's not used by the It's overrun because, yeah, that's, yeah. it's horde territory now. Well, Once upon yeah, a time, though. <laughs> yeah. There still actually are some, like, night elf NPCs there. Yeah. Because they get attacked, you know, as part of the thing. But, so, yeah, those those four portals are there. And we don't know who made them. Like, they're obviously night elf architecture. But nobody's actually said that the druids made them. So that's, that's an interesting yeah. thing to think With, about, too. With Argal, I think sometimes a fantasy world needs oddities. Just people who can do things other people can't or things that aren't fully explained. And I kind of liked Argal as just like a spooky werewolf-making guy. He's like, he just He's does it. He's a spooky werewolf-making dude. It's, like, it's just his thing. <laughs> like just yeah. his thing. Like, Kelfazad's thing was necromancy, right? Like, he got thrown out of Dalaran because they're like, no, necromancy. He was just he was just a necromancer, you know. And, and I liked Argal. just like, I know how to make werewolves. Well, yeah, plus, I mean, Aragorn never actually, no one told him the words Emerald Dream, and he never knew them. He didn't know what he was doing. He was just, he was smart enough and a good he enough He thought mage. he was bringing them in from, like, another world or something. Yeah. And and he was, effectively. Um, yeah. It's just not the one, he didn't know, he had no idea. He didn't. He had no idea what the War of the Satyr was. He didn't know. He just had, he, he was a good enough magician to get around all that. And that's ultimately... I'm fine with that. I am fine with Arugal just being a good enough magician that he, you know, figured it out. In terms of anybody else, like I said, the only ones I can think of are the Titans, the Titan Forged, because they made it. So they're they're actually a little better at it than the Dragonflights, which is kind of scary to think about it because Ysera has been in there for so long. But, you know, Freya did help make the place. Although there's certainly an implication, uh, if you read Chronicle, there's an implication that the Emerald Dream predates the Titan Forged and is, in fact named that because it is the dream of the planet and i'm not going to go into more specifics than that but the emerald dream is actually the dream of azeroth so there's that to consider too i think world of warcraft needs more aragals characters oh, yeah. he just wants more stuff. crazy werewolf guys werewolf I just, I just dudes. more characters who, who the word's not like the titans did it or the old gods did it. it's just like this guy figured out how to do something weird nobody's ever done it before and maybe nobody ever will he, he he just does some weird stuff. I like those characters. Like, this creepy guy figured out something awesome. More now I'm remembering Storm Rage and how there was the character in Storm Rage, like the human that was able to go into the Emerald Dream, and it was because something or other happened in Fey Dragons. I don't remember Is that the, the specifics. Guy where, like, his mom was a fairy or something? Luke and Foxblood. Yes, thank yes. you. That was weird. I don't, yeah. There you go. I'm a fairy. There you go, man. You wanted something weird. There he is. Yeah. That's true. There's your weird guy. All right. I'll take my guy who has a fairy mom. (laughs) All right, then. Next email. I think we can move on. Uh, Next email is from Sevatar, who says, Hey, watchers. Quick question on resurrection. Obviously, it's a game mechanic. I'm not sure I would pay £10 a month to play a game once if we stayed dead. But has there ever been an adequate explanation of why our characters resurrect on death? Following the revelations in Chronicle, one idea I've been playing around with myself is that it's Azeroth that's resurrecting us simply because it needs us in order to survive the various threats, not the least the Burning Legion that uh, it's constantly enduring. Are we Azeroth's immune system? Is it a sign of flickering world soul consciousness? Would love to hear your headcanon. Cheers, Sevatar. P.S. Alex was on a dangerous path talking about northern English accents a few weeks ago. Look, I call things by what, by what people tell me they are. Okay. Right? That's all there is to it. Somebody from northern England says this is a northern accent. So, okay, that must be a northern accent. That's all. Um <laughs> Illidan has a line about this that seems almost kind of in-jokey in the Demon Hunter intro from yeah. Legion, um, where there's a point where, uh, I guess uh, you can discover it, where you die. You can die, and if you die, he goes, you also have an immortal demon soul, and explains that's why you can resurrect. <laughs> but that doesn't explain why everybody else can resurrect. Um, I guess the implication is we're all demons. I don't think that's accurate. 
There's I mean, there used to be, and I don't know if it's still there, but there used to be a Blood Elf Paladin quest where you go and kill a dude, and then like it was use... part of the training thing for Blood Elf yeah. Paladins. Yeah, it was kind of yeah, creepy. You, you, go, you go and kill a dude, and then you use the siphoned power of the Naru to resurrect him, and and the the premises that you stuff resurrection magic of that type is just within the purview of their abilities, but it's extremely limited. Like he's like, oh, thank God you res me soon, otherwise I would have been really dead. The implication being that, you know, you can't res somebody if they've been dead too long. Um, the, he the, was mostly dead, not dead, yeah. dead. The human paladin quest was less, far less sinister, but it used to, they used to be like, hurry, take, you know, take this talisman. I've, I've imbued it with my power and go find this guy who hasn't reported in. And you go find him and he's dead and your resume He's like, Murlocs killed me. And then a bunch of Murlocs attacked you because, you know, they were right there. They've just been yeah. waiting like. Hey, whoa, we're on, we're on, guys. And then, of course, I mean, we were talking about Blue Dragons earlier. There's the whole thing with spirit healers and how they must actually exist because Azuregos is dating one. Yes. He only gets to see her when he's dead, so he's very upset (laughs) when you bring him back. He's like, no, I'm I'm chilling with my sweetie. Look, I'm I'm just hanging out with my boo-boo bear. I don't want to be involved in the affairs of mortals. I've moved beyond that now. I exist on another plane with my sweetheart. Yeah. Um, it does complicate actual character deaths. When yeah. There's canon resurrection abilities, but there there is, but it's treated. It's not treated as like a casual kind of thing. Like um, the short story Varian Rin. I think it was Blood of Our Fathers or something like that. Um, he he actually. Andwin resurrects him. He dies, and Andwin resurrects him right after, um, using the powers of the light and all of that. And everybody was like, wow, that was really amazing, that thing you just did. I'm like, well, I could log on my priest and do that as long as I've got enough mana to do it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not like a big deal. But apparently, you know, yeah. it's no one of those things turns- where game mechanics really don't apply to lore. Yeah, there's no point in, like, during, like, uh, if you read the Warcraft novels, after uh, Lothar dies, Turalyon doesn't just res him and go, noob, I told you <laughs> to stay away from the Doomhammer. Like, uh, you know, the armies of Stormwind are losing against the Orcish Horde and somebody just casts mass res and it's all good. Yeah, no, yeah, we that, don't, we don't that, do that. That's not a thing. The orcs will be Nobody, so mad. The orcs are not soul-stoned. They don't, <laughs> they don't come back. <laughs> It's not it's it's one of those things where game mechanics are one thing and they do try to incorporate it into the lore in little bits and pieces here and there. But it's not treated as, oh, this is just something you could do whenever long as you're trained. You could go ahead and do that. It's not like at any point someone turned to Sylvanas and said, would you guys stop moping? Just line up and we'll res you. (laughs) Seriously, I don't know why you just. Oh, you're so emo. Come on. Yeah, you're alive again. You're all alive again. You can go back to being Lordaeron. You can head up the Silver Moon because nobody's dead anymore. So you're welcome. It's the armies Bye. of the light against the Burning Legion. It's okay, guys. We've got, uh, how many druids have we got? We've got combat yeah. reses. It'll all be good. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> What's really funny is the, the Legion actually has that mechanic. And yeah. they're being pretty explicit about it. The Legion are like, go ahead and kill us. We've just come back. <laughs> we'll just come back. Yeah. yeah. This reminds me of another thing that, um. Hearthstones? People ask about Hearthstones a lot. Uh, like, are they canon? Are they an actual thing? And I think one of the books implies they are real, but they're exceedingly rare. Yeah. Like they're hard to get your hands on it's one. It's actually, I think I think it's there's one in the Cataclysm novel. Uh, it's in the, the Shattering. Yeah, Shattering Prelude to Cataclysm. Has I, a thought, I thought it would be a lot more fun if they were exceedingly common. Like, it's just everybody in the world had Everybody's one. Everybody's got one. You just go get one for, like, a fiver. And you're like, oh, no, you don't even have to pay the fiber. You just go talk to the innkeeper, and they're like, oh, yeah, one of those magic rocks here. The innkeeper, I got loads of those. They've got like a big bag of them behind the counter. They mass produce them because they want people to come back and pay for drinks. You know, those barrels that they always have stacked behind the bar, they're full of hearthstones. Yeah, that's not that's not wine. (laughs) Like, um, they're like uh, matchbooks. You go to the bar, you get a matchbook with like the bar's name on it. Instead of the bowl of peanuts at the bar, they've just got a bowl of hearthstone. So, like every hearthstone has the name of the inn etched into the back. So, like if you just drop it, somebody sees like, oh, I should go check out the pig and whistle. It seems like a great place. Rub the thing, invoke it, and then they're there, and it's great advertising technique. That's a bar in Stormwind, isn't it? Really? Uh, You got me, man. I I don't. The pig and whistle. Yeah, it's in Stormwind. It's in Old Town. 
Yeah. I know this because there's the two dudes that wander around telling each other oh, stories right. all the time. Right. Yeah. And they're all like, let's go to the pig and whistle. Yeah. So I, I just really like the idea of hearthstones being super common. Everybody's got one. But, you know, it doesn't really do you much good if your hearthstone's not set to someplace you want to go. Right. It's just well, most hearthstones <laughs> are set to ends, man. It's like it's not going to do you any good if you're already there. <laughs> the average guy just teleports to the end. Oh, hey, Jim. Hey, how's it going? You, you want a beer? Yeah, I totally do. Okay. Are you living, or like you're living in a small village in you know the Elwyn countryside, and you hire a mage to bind one to your house? You go shopping, use the Hearthstone, take your groceries home. No, nah, I think they should be. You should be. See how stuck like everybody else is. You just have to find somebody to bind it to. So the like you might bind it to Stormwind and then live in Elwyn, so you could teleport to Stormwind and then walk home. Do your shopping and then walk home. Yeah. Okay. Something but like that. Area. All right. Do, this has nothing to do with resurrection. <laughs> it doesn't. We're just we're just kind of going off the rails at this point. I mean, and everyone should have flying mounts. Tonight. I think probably we should just make this our last email because we did talk about the news for quite a while. Sure. Okay. Uh, this is from Yosir the Torrent Hunter who says, Hello, Watchers. Has Blizzard given any official statement specifically about adding more villains to Overwatch at a later date? After playing the beta and reading all the character backstories, I noticed only four villains will be included at launch. This stood out to me only because so much of the cast is so far unambiguously heroic. I'd love to see one of Talon's founding members and a malevolent Omnic counterpart to Zenyatta. I look forward to the podcast every week and thank you for running such a wonderful site. Thanks, Yosir. Um, Alex? I don't don't think they've said they'll specifically add more villains to the game. I don't think they even said they'd add more heroes really, Um, right away. But I think... uh, in the game, it doesn't really matter, does it? Uh, like, you can... Tracer and Reaper can be on the same team. It doesn't really matter. Um, so, I think they're, they could add more villains, like, in the comics, and graphic novels, in the animations. I think that would be... They could do something like that. Um, I think um, any comic series lives and dies on its villains just as much as on its heroes. So, I think them having really cool villains would be beneficial. Um, if not... You know, in the game than in in the extended universe. But um, I, I would disagree about some of the heroes being unambiguously uh, heroic. Um, I think some of them are kind of sinister, despite supposed to be heroes. Like McCree, Samet- McCree. Um, he just shoots people. Yeah. You know, he's kind of like an anti-hero. McCree um, was part of an organization that Overwatch took down, and he left that organization and joined Overwatch, and then took off when things started getting kind of messy between. Um, Soldier 76 and Reaper, but I mean, back when it was Gabriel Reyes and Jack Morrison. Yeah. Um, and like Symmetra, I think she's kind of sinister. She's cool, but also kind of sinister. She's like a corporate goon trying to create. Symmetra's story utopia. is really interesting because she works for a corporation that's supposedly all about rebuilding the world after the Omnic crisis, but it's also the same corporation that went into Lucio's hometown and basically tried to like take over, enforce curfews, and like. Yeah, enslaves the general public. Um, there's a little bit of um, in game. If you have Lucio and Symmetra on the same team, sometimes they have a little back and forth. And there's something like Lucio's like your company, blah blah blah, and Symmetra's like your your uh, vision of freedom is an illusion. Like she doesn't like Lucio's this you know Brazilian freedom fighter, and Symmetra's like that's stupid. Yeah, because she has her own vision of order in the world, and so does the company that she works for, and she was kind of raised into that company. And it does say on her backstory, it says on her backstory that she's kind of uncertain about whether the company that she's working for really has the best interests of the world at heart, but at the same time, she's working for them. They yeah. they basically plucked her from the streets, from from poverty, put her in the school because they saw that she was like proficient with the use of the particular technology that they use to build the buildings and things like that, the stuff that they do. And um, they pretty much raised her, I guess. Yeah. And I guess I do, I do think villains are important. And, um, and I that's think why Blackthorn's going to be in the game. I think the villains they have are kind of uninspiring. I think Reaper is kind of lame. Junk uh, rat and Roadhog. They're, they're like comic relief. I like Junkrat and Roadhog though, because when you look at their story, like when you go back and look at their story and what happened to Australia, these guys spent the Omnic crisis 
fighting their butts off and trying to defend their home from the Omnics. And then once the Omnic crisis was over, the government of Australia said, hey, Omnics, we want to be friends. So we're going to give you this land that these guys spent all of this time fighting to defend. We're just going to hand it over to you because peace. And Roadhog was like, are you kidding me? Like, are you kidding me? So there was like, there was good reasons for him to do what he's doing. But he, yeah, he did kind of go off the deep end. Same thing with Junkrat. He kind of went off the deep end a little bit. But I do find their story kind of compelling. Yeah, I, I, I do. I and things that have to play out in, in the comics things that you universe. like maybe these here these villains will turn out super cool but they have to get that story moving forward for me to feel that way and then hanzo you've got hanzo he he tried to kill his own brother and nearly succeeded genji yeah. was the one who was taken into overwatch and genji was working for overwatch he was working with overwatch for as long as it took to take down the organization that tried to kill him and once that was over with he said bye and took off. Um, and Hanzo, Hanzo was kind of like so upset with the fact that, oh my God, I killed my own brother, that he sort of peaced out and, and left. So the both of them are kind of in this nebulous gray area as far as that goes. And a lot of, you have to remember too, that a lot of Overwatch's story right now is not, the game itself is not heroes versus villains. You, you could swap between heroes. They're all called heroes when you play them. They're all called heroes. Um, but the story, the story behind the game is still stuck at that point where Winston is just getting the gang back together. And yeah. you have this whole background thing going on with Talon and Reaper and Widowmaker. And you're not quite sure say, how that all relates. For, for as much as Alex thinks Reaper is, is kind of boring... I'm going to assume that's what you're saying because that's kind of what, what your your implication is. You well, think uh, Reaper's kind of boring. The most of what most of what we have, like I, I know yeah. there's this backstory as Gabriel is, but most of what we have as for current Reaper is what he looks like, and he looks yeah. like. But let me just say this: I get I get that. I actually kind of agree with you. He looks a little bit like an image character, but <laughs> I like I really like the interaction between him and other characters. And the and there's one that, there's one in particular when Mercy says, "What happened to you?" And he turns to her and goes, you tell me, Doc. That and there's this implication that she was the one who tried to stitch him back together Mercy, again. Mercy is another one that comes across as strangely sinister to me. Because she has she just has some lines that make you wonder. And she has her whole... Lacey go, huh? Heroes never die for a price? Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's if she's got heroic. the imp skin. That's, okay. that's if she's got a particular skin where okay, she's got okay. like the imp skin that and she's supposed know. to be kind of evil or whatever. Yeah, that's not in her regular outfit. Gotcha. Um, so that's kind of, and it's sort of like uh, Tracer, Tracer and Reaper. If Tracer kills Reaper every once in a while, she'll go, she'll be like, death lives. <laughs> or like, she'll make fun of him. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of the banter that's going on. That's just like funny banter that they've put in the game and they've put it in relation to a certain skin or a certain thing. I find Reaper interesting because we don't know anything about the Black Watch unit that Reyes was part of, and we don't really know the details of what went on between him and Morrison. And there's something there in between what happened with him and Morrison and in between the accusations that, that came up against Overwatch that caused Overwatch to be disbanded in the first place. There's something in there that hasn't been defined yet and whatever it is I, I know they've got a graphic novel coming out and the graphic novel is going to uh involve it's going to involve that whole conflict between reyes and morrison and i'm really looking forward to seeing that play out i don't know if they're going to go into the details but yeah the story of overwatch we're kind of in a space where it hasn't it hasn't gone much further than winston is getting the gang back together yeah, again and i don't know where they're going to advance it and that's the qualifier for everything with me with Overwatch. I'm really excited for it. I but the longer they take to move things along, the more bored I get. Like I'm I'm less hyped about the current comics they're putting out because it's like meet Junkrat and Roadhog. Like I did already. Come on. <laughs> but yeah, you have, but the general public right hasn't yet. So you know. Okay, uh, is that it for us today? Yeah, that is. Blizzard Watch is made possible due to the generous contributions at patreon.com slash blizzardwatch. And your continued support means that this podcast site and community is able to thrive and grow. Blizzard Watch supporters enjoy exclusive benefits like early access to the podcast, a better chance at having your question answered on our podcast or the queue, and an ads-free site experience. 
Thank you, Anne. Uh, this has been the Blizzard Watch Podcast. If you want to send an email to the podcast, please do at podcast at blizzardwatch.com. Again, any subject, that, as long as it's within our purview, we're more than happy to talk about it. Thank you for listening, and we will see you next week. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.